Hello, you're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community, answer some questions from our community members, and then uh, say goodbye to everybody. So, how is the week, Chris? It's okay. It's okay? You ready, excited for tomorrow? A little bit. Everything flying everywhere, apparently. <laughs> Doomsday weather coming in. Yay. So great. Uh, we have we have a storm coming through tomorrow, so. Well, pretty much a quarter of the entire country has a big storm coming in <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I'm sure most some people listening to this might be listening to it while it's happening. Who knows? Uh, hopefully everybody's safe. Well, along with the, you know, the, the whole virus thing that's happening right now. I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Uh, last couple of weeks we haven't really been talking about it on the podcast because I figured most people get plenty of it on the news. <laughs> It'd be nice not to have to listen to stuff about that. I did want to kind of bring it up though because we have been getting quite a few more Patreons and we really appreciate that as always uh, to help us support, you know, keeping the podcast hosting feed paid, everything like that. But I want to make a note of it just because I want to make sure that people that are supporting us through the Patreon know that it is not, you know, at all obligated. And if you are currently struggling with the whole thing that's happening right now, I definitely uh, don't wish for people to be paying out of their pocket when, you know, some most a lot of people right now don't have jobs because of what's going on or they're not able to work. So I just want to note that if, if people are thinking that they need to when they can't, please don't. But we do appreciate everybody that does. So, yeah, um, great stuff. Thank you guys so much for your support and uh, keeping the, the lights on, essentially. So anyways, putting that aside, anything great this week? Games? Nothing? I uh, goofed off on a game called Af- Surviving the Aftermath for a little while. Got kind of bored of that. And am playing some Atelier. I stole stole the game out of Andy's stash back here. Oh, thank you for stealing my stash. <laughs> I enjoyed the new uh, alchemy system in that game. It seems to be a lot more um, user-friendly for lack of a better term. Um, yeah. Not much caring for the way you learn new recipes, though. That one I don't much care for. I'm talking about Atelier Thaiza? Yeah. Thaiza, yeah. I got, like, I don't know, like, an hour into that game and then got sidetracked with stuff. So oh I think it was gosh. at the same time that something else was coming out. Feel, feel, Pokemon, maybe? Don't feel bad because I'm, like, eight or nine hours in and I'm still, still in technically the first area. I know I am. Because I have not moved on to... <laughs> Tellier doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, I'm still fighting punies, if that makes any... If if that uh, gives you any idea. Well, they're technically punies all the way through it, but... Yeah. Blue and greens. I'm yeah. still fighting them. Yeah. Nine hours in, they're I'm like still the fighting staple. the first... <laughs> they're like the staple in it. Just it depends on what level punies it is. The first level ones. <laughs> okay, then you're... I have not gotten anywhere. <laughs> No, I like the the combat system was a lot more, like, engaging. Like, you could do more, and it wasn't as, you know, cut and dry, turn-based. I do think that they've expanded on on it a little bit, but it feels a little bit more, um, well, but then again, I'm still in the, like I said, in the first area, and it's it's driving me crazy. I I would like to expand out from there. I'm still at the first, have the first three characters and haven't really expanded much more than that. Yeah. Do, I do like the fact that everybody can now use um, uh, my uh, alchemy stuff. There's a system in there to where everybody can use them now. Right, right. 
where it's always been pretty much the ateliers. Yeah. Or the alchemists, whatever. Yeah. I finished uh, Resident Evil 3. Um, that was good. I... I, I agree with people. I don't think it was technically worth sixty dollars because far as I paid like fifty bucks for it, but it looked gorgeous and it played great. Just it was very short and very linear, unfortunately. But that's fine. And then Final Fantasy VII came out finally. <laughs> I've been playing that to death for the last few days. Um, yeah, it's it's fantastic, uh, visually amazing. Uh, combat system's great. I think the only thing that's kind of a bother is that it is technically following the story. Pretty much. So you do have that whole separation of characters and it's like, crap, I don't have Tifa within me anymore. So I can't, I don't want to raise up levels. And it seems like it's difficult to grind levels because once you kill mobs, they're just kind of gone. So it's not like a, you know, walk a few feet and walk back and then they're there again and oh, you really? fight them. So it's like, I don't know where to grind levels, <laughs> unfortunately. So that's, that's the sucky thing because there's a, it has like I mentioned to you, it kind of incorporated the Final Fantasy IX weapon system into this one where you kind of uh, fight with a weapon long enough and then you can gain an ability from that weapon that you can then use on another weapon. That kind of system. So kind of sucks that I can't really take the time to learn them all because I'm just kind of going forward because there's nothing else but like going forward. <laughs> so, it seemed like there was plenty of stuff to kill back at the slums, but... After that point, I haven't really been found a good place to kind of farm or whatever. So hopefully that loosens up. But I, I've heard there's post-game stuff for that. So just can't really do it now when I want to because I'm getting my butt kicked by certain bosses. So, yeah, that haunted or the the Hell House. Hate you so much, <laughs> Hell House. But, yeah, it looks gorgeous. Uh, just it's funny because back in the day when that first came out, of course, it looked great back then because they did the whole pre-rendered, uh, pre-drawn backgrounds that were just gorgeous. But it was always one set camera angle because they drew it and that camera angle had to be set. And now it's like you're you're seeing all these great, which they did a great job of like hiding that by, you know, when you walk down this one hall, suddenly the camera changes and it's looking up to a, you know, a fantastic visual while your character's running by. Now you can actually pan the camera up and see, like, like the bottom of the upper disc. It's like, oh crap, this looks great. Uh, out, of, out of curiosity, the um, the combat system. Did you get used to that high pace, or was that something that you just kind of did it? Did it wean you into uh, being able to? Because that, the last battle was absolutely chaotic. I, yeah, I don't I know the, how you were keeping track of what was going on. There's a few things that I had to learn to do. One was. When I did the demo, I sucked bad because I was commanding everything, and then I realized that you could do hotkeys with your L button, and that made it a lot easier to kind of hit certain abilities over and over again. Um, but what I found is that the game technically punishes for you, punishes you for not switching characters because the AI just doesn't do much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so what I found is that like I'll be fighting like crazy with one character, and then I'll go, crap, I'm getting my butt kicked. Better switch to heal, and it's like, Wait, they don't have ATB right now? What are they doing? <laughs> They're not doing anything to build it up. So it kind of forces you to like fight with one character for a while, use an ability, switch to another character, fight for a little while, gain up ATB, use an ability, switch to another character. Um, partially because you're trying to build up ATB to utilize them, but also because whatever character you're on, all the monsters are coming for you. Like they, they, It's like you get aggro when you're, when you're controlling a character. So even with a healer in the background... 
you're going to get aggro from everything just because you're commanding that character at that time. Which sucks, but at the same time, it's forcing you to switch around so you can kind of, I guess, confuse the enemy. <laughs> but it, yeah, it makes it very chaotic, but at the same time, it, once you start getting used to that, it's really fun. So, And the material system is as cool as ever. Um, I'm kind of curious what they'll do with like the sequel ones, because... They've introduced yeah, a lot you, of... it looked like you were you were maxing out uh, materials already. So yeah, they've already kind of introduced most of the kind of unique materials in. I mean, I haven't gotten all yet, but I'm assuming eventually I'll get all. But yeah, it, it makes me curious if maybe with the sequels they'll actually have unique, cool material to introduce, or if they're just going to go, yeah, um, you get to keep your materia, but now we're going to introduce this new system, which then at that point it's going to be very questionable. I am very curious at this point what they're going to do with those sequels to kind of, I guess, mix up the customization and stuff. Or if they're just going to expand on it. So. Yeah, really cool. Don't really want to talk too much about it just because I know it's kind of still fresh for people and I don't want to spoil things, but it's it's been fantastic. So just just take that. Yeah. Cool. But do you still, still know no extra stuff that you've seen so far? Well, like I was telling the other brothers, like I don't really remember too much about the game to know what's new and what's not. I I totally don't remember like the ghosts and crap everywhere. So I don't know if that was a thing that I forgot about or if it's something they're trying to enhance the visuals to. No, the graveyard was did have no. Ghosts. The gra- I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like the ghosts that are haunting like uh, Aerith, and then eventually it starts haunting Cloud, and then. Kinda technically helping Earth in a way? Question mark. <laughs> it's it's kind of weird, but I don't remember most of that stuff. But they they are technically pulling in a lot of future stuff into it. They are kind of bringing story bits forward to kind of help, I guess, tell a story sooner rather right. than later. So that is a, I mean, a certain character shows up and quote unquote shows up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you're still in mid and in, in, uh, in the the first area, so it, it de- technically does lead itself to believe that they're going to pull that story forward. So, no, I'd planned on once I get it to uh, to beat it and get to a good comfortable point, I'll probably go back and play the uh, Switch version of the of Seven just so I can remind myself what has been changed because <laughs> I don't remember. It's been so long since I played. I think I played it last time I played it was on the PSP, like. I don't know, five years ago or something. So, yeah. I haven't touched it since I first played it way back in the day. It's a bit ago. It's been a while. It's been a while. It was not one of my favorites, but everybody knows that. Yeah. I was playing uh, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Torna for a while until that came out. So that kind of, well, technically Resident Evil 3 interrupted that. So hopefully I'll get back to that again. One of these days I'll beat that game as much as I enjoyed Xenoblade Chronicles 2. And then you got Xenoblade coming out here soon. Just too many games. Too many games. But yeah, um, yeah, Final Fantasy 7 did make you kind of wonder if we were going to have a podcast today, though. <laughs> I put something together. We're still here. <laughs> we still got a podcast for y'all. And then I think uh, next week we'll probably get into the music of of, of Spring and then get into... First impressions, and then if we hopefully consume enough episodes by then, and then we might have to have like a off week, and then first impressions. We'll see. 
It's a lot of, lot of shows to watch. Unfortunately, a lot of shows that aren't being watched because, one, they're on Netflix, or two, they're being delayed. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah, I think uh, we originally were told that ReZero was delayed till July. And then I have in my notes here that my teenage teen romantic comedy staff, Foo, has been delayed. Andrew is crying inside. And then, of course, Sword Online is delayed. I think that was already mentioned, but I think we kind of assumed that that was going to happen. So, three. Three shows delayed and one delayed by Netflix, unfortunately. Sucks. But at the same time, it's it's like one of those things where I can't really say, dang it, darn you people for, for delaying my show that I want so bad because they're doing it for the COVID thing. So, I'm... Stay safe. That's all I gotta say. Uh, if they feel that that's uh, a necessary thing to do in their particular area, that they are they have their studio. Then all for it. I don't. I don't want people putting themselves in danger just so I can watch a dang show. <laughs> Things uh, will get better unless they start turning into zombies. Then we might need to start worrying. That got weird. <laughs> Who turns into zombies? Huh? Who's turning into zombies? I I was just saying, and unless they start turning into zombies. Oh. Is that something to do with the virus or? No. It is so funny that Resident Evil 3 still came out. <laughs> That's like one of those ones where I just like, there was a side of me that was going, I wonder if they would delay this right now. And no, it, it literally came out. What a crazy thing. I mean, I don't want them to not release it just because of that. People buy it if, they th- if they're seriously, you know, stressed by the whole situation they wouldn't buy it. And the other people that are just like, I'm at home, stuck at home, I want to play a zombie shooting game. Why not? It's it's nothing, COVID has nothing to do with zombies. <laughs> T-virus, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy days. Crazy days, definitely. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into the news. That seems important to us, so it should be important to you because it's important to us because it's important to you. Which we start out with, uh, Discotech has licensed the following anime... Ninja Scroll, the TV series, which I thought somebody already had that. So I guess there you go. Got They got Ninja Scroll. I guess they, they had Ninja Scroll, the original movie or OVA, whatever it was. So there you go. They got TV series now. Uh, Lupin the Third, Goodbye Partner Specials, and Astro, Astro Ginger, the TV series. So if any of those are exciting for you, it looks like Ninja Scroll will be releasing on June 30th. Uh, June 30th for Lupin as well, and don't see anything for Astro Ganger. June 30th, I think. Where? Down at the bottom of the... Oh. SD Blu-ray. SD Blu-ray on June 30th, so... Not in HD. (laughs) Which is fine with me. I'm I'm fine with the the SD Blu-rays. If they don't have the materials to actually do an HD dub on it, it's better than nothing. Uh, let's see. Aniplex has announced its plans for the release of Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny. Uh, does not almost <laughs> Bunny. Rascal Does Not Dream of Does Not Dream of Dreaming Girl. I don't know why that's mixing me up so bad. The film. Uh, they're releasing it on Blu-ray on June thirtieth. So go out there and get yourself a copy if that is something you're wanting to follow. I'll probably end up picking it up. Just because, of course, we didn't have theater screenings near us for it. So, 
it'll be a good way for us to actually go and watch that. So that's good. It's good stuff. Looks like it comes with a usual stuff for Aniplex releases, which is usually a flimsy box sleeve thing and a paperback booklet thing, majiggy. So cool stuff. I don't know if it's got a listing yet. No, I don't see a listing yet. If I remember right, that was one of the stories that we were most interested in, right? Yeah, because that was the one that that was like the the remaining thread in the girls rascals not dreaming but in girl senpai is that there was this one character from his past that kind of magically shows up so rascal does not dream let's see oh it's got a listing for it which is 39.98 not that bad good stuff good stuff no i kind of i kind of uh chuckled at myself or chuckled to myself about the fact that Technically getting the Blu-ray release of the movie before we get the Blu-ray release of the actual TV series that was like a couple, like a year or so ago. So, but it makes sense because there's nowhere to stream it right now. And the only way for people to watch it for a lot of areas is going to be the Blu-ray. So, cool stuff. I will have to pre-order that later. It's still a ways away though. So, <laughs> not, not not a huge hurry right now for that one. It's It's quite a ways away. Uh, let's see here. Next one. For those that did not want to import Clonod, don't worry. You have an option now, I guess, apparently. Uh, that is the uh, Clonod, the Switch version, is being released by Limited Run Games in the West. So uh, this includes a visual guidebook and the Arrange album. And they are going to start pre-orders on April 14th. So if you, again, did not buy that in from Japan, which technically had English options there you still have a chance to get it through Limited Run Games. So, cool stuff. I, I always enjoy um, seeing a lot of stuff that Limited Run has been doing, but for most cases, they're You've usually games that I don't... Really, <laughs> no, they're usually... Well, they're usually games that I don't really care much about, or they're like indie games that people really love, but I just don't really have any interest in. Uh, they don't really often do Japanese import games. I've, I've seen a couple of them on there. But this is the first one that was kind of a visual novel, which I think if this one is successful, hopefully they will start doing more visual novels that have been digital releases. So, because I don't think they technically do trans translations or anything. They just do, hey, there's this digital-only game. We'll do a physical copy of it kind of thing. So, good on them. I, I think that's uh, really cool to see. And, again, anybody that didn't import it, there's your option. I imported it. I'm happy with it. So... <laughs> My big question was, I wonder, um, and I think I kind of acknowledged this back when it was being, when I went to import it, I'm assuming that, that uh, Sekai Project still gets a cut, but I know they did tweet this out when this was, when this first popped up. I, I immediately thought that Sekai Projects was, was, you know, trying to tell people that they were going to do a physical release of it. <laughs> which I think they promised back back when the Kickstarter first started. Uh, I have to double-check that. Don't take that that for uh, for solid there. But I want to say they were talking about doing a Switch version of it originally if they reached a certain goal. So looks like Limited Run's handling it, so don't worry about it. <laughs> but that's, um, that's cool, though. Very, very excited for people to be able to pick that up that aren't big fans of importing, even though, like I said, it, it, had, it has English options. There's another one I need to get on. <laughs> need to get around to doing. 
It's like I never got around to doing the PC version that I kickstarted into because I hated the idea of firing up my, you know, blazing hot computer <laughs> onto my television to read a visual novel. But I always want it kind of portable, and now I have it portable, and I don't even grr. Anyways, moving on. Uh, Karakawa has uh, began streaming a promo for Luminous Witches, uh, which has revealed that uh, the studio will be Shaft. So that is really cool. Uh, they have a premiere date of 2021, so not anytime soon. <laughs> uh, it looks very much so like Strike Witches. I don't know exactly what they're going to be doing, but I do know that each of the characters, in, at least in the promo, are like doing a magical transformation based off of different animals. And they have this like a little goofy bit at the very end when they suddenly un be, you know, with the cat ears and stuff like that. And their, their animal just pops out of them. So I'm guessing that they merge and then have like the ears and everything. And then they can lose it or something. I don't know. I know zero about <laughs> luminous witches, but, uh, it's pretty cute. Um, definitely not shaft style, so that's that's a curious thing. It's very unshafty like style. Hmm. I don't know, maybe they have a I wonder if they're doing each of the the zodiacs. You think? They look, I don't know. They look very strike witches. Just without without with <laughs> it's <laughs> they look like strike witches but with skirts and, and shorts on. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. It is the script writer for Strike Witches. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, we talked about this a couple times. I just... The animal premiere, the center serves around a squadron of witches who don't fight. <laughs> Instead, the squadron sings and performs music uh, to, pr- to protect so the smiles. So it's definitely in the universe. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I guess since they don't fight, they they wear skirts and shorts, not just underwear. Cool stuff, cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, Big news, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord is getting a second season in 2021 as well. This was announced by their official website. Are you excited, Chris? Definitely. I I seem to remember that this was announced back when the show ended. I thought they did. I must have, I don't know if I'm mistaken or just... Or maybe there was another show that was on at the same time that maybe got an announcement, and that's maybe what I'm attaching to. But yeah, I I really did enjoy the show, so it'll be it'll be fun to see it come back. They were definitely an interesting batch of characters. <laughs> they add a couple of characters to the list. I don't remember if well, these are the original characters down here, right? Um, so those I don't two are new. this one or this one. I don't. Oh, really she remember. may have been in that. Well, no, the the. Uh... The elf was the last part, right? The elf was the last part. The last no, part the was her was being the, awakened. The, the elf, elf was she in, was like the mid she part was of, one the show. of the She was one of the main girls. Yeah. It's been a long time. Jeez. It's I been a while. I start forgetting characters. Yeah. That happens literally like after the show ends. For <laughs> Pretty <me>. much. <laughs> There's too many shows. Too many characters. Too many shows. We've already talked about the discussion of why I can't. Uh, keep track of names and how to pronounce them. I just too many shows. Uh, we already went through that one. Uh, those that are actually interested in the Sword Art Online Ordinal Scale manga, the manga that was based off the movie, uh, just know that they are concluding it in Japan on April 27th with the fifth volume. So 
not too long of a run, but it's technically based off a movie that wasn't that extremely long anyyways, so... Uh, Crunchyroll is set to stream ReZero The Frozen Bond, so for all those like us that are upset that we don't have ReZero this season, well, at least we'll have... Technically, they already released all the OVAs, so I'm sure most people have watched those already, but now they have The Frozen Bond is now releasing on there, so... I don't know anything about it. I, it for based on the trailer, it looks like something to do with uh, kind of covering um, was her face's past. I'm totally blanking on her name because she was not Amelia. this girl. Amelia. Yeah, that girl. Uh, it was Amelia. I've already forgotten who this Amelia person is. <laughs> uh, that's both a joke about the show and a joke about what we just talked about earlier. I just, I automatically think of dude's voice and him going, Amelia Tan, or something like that. It's just so annoying. (laughs) This. (laughs) No, not her, not him. This. This. (laughs) Who's Amelia? This. No, I was thinking of uh, Rem saying, yeah. No, Rom saying, who was it, Rem? Yeah, who's Rem? Yeah, I don't know. I forget. That whole stupid well thing. Well, thing. Yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Again, that's uh, April 30th, so it's not too far away. Hopefully it's uh, hopefully it's a solid one. Alright, uh, I don't know if we covered this when we did our review for My Hero Academia, but I just wanted to kind of note for people that if you had any doubts whatsoever in your mind, you're it's okay to... I'm not going to say you're a bad person for actually thinking that that would possibly not be a fifth season, but... Yes, there's a fifth season coming, so be excited for that. Uh, we are now officially with that fifth season. We will break the hundred episode mark. Yes, so it'll be officially be in our usually. Usually, that's our measuring stick for when a show becomes "quote unquote" epic by our. I thought it was fifty definition. No, that's just fifty is when we stop doing them in the reviews uh, or the, not the reviews but the best ofs okay you can do both i don't care i just wouldn't call my hero could, or uh, not my hero marsh comes in like a line i wasn't call that an epic at this point mm-hmm. even though that sucker is going long too but no new episodes of that one whatever happened to that one they just stopped what's going on shaft did they run out of material i'm guessing they ran out of material i don't know they're busy they're busy with other shows that Probably. they seem to think are more important for whatever reason. Yeah, more magic record. <laughs> Gotta have more magic. <laughs> okay. uh, probably the biggest bit of news in the last uh, few weeks here is probably this one, which is that Tiger and Bunny is getting a second season. Uh, the bad news is, is that they have it set for 2022. So <laughs> congratulations, you'll have more Tiger and Bunny to watch in Two years, literally. So, yeah. Unfortunate, but eventually we will get around to that one because I was utterly shocked to find out that one was one of the, like, top one or two shows of the last forever for current Japanese voters. So, I didn't know it was that popular. I knew it was I knew it was popular, just not that popular. So, uh, I think it even beat Gintama, which is scary. I didn't think anything beat Gintama, but there you go. Cool stuff. Is that is that is that something we can agree upon? Is is hopefully going to be in the watch list eventually, sooner or later. Sooner or later. As soon as we rewatch, that's always through. been on my my <laughs> list of shame. As soon as we rewatch through all of Bleach, we'll get on that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and yes, as I promised two months ago, that uh, there was a count. We we talked about there was a countdown timer for Tokyo Mew Mew on a website, mm-hmm. and I said that timer is going to run down on April first. So mark your calendars. The next discussional podcast after April first, we will talk about this because I will definitely cover it. Uh, because I do love Tokyo Mew Mew, but yes, they announced a all new anime, which is Tokyo Mew Mew New. And so, they didn't, and they didn't April Fools us. They did not. I don't, good. Japan's weird like that. I don't <laughs> think they really they do announcements on April first, and they're not jokes. I don't understand it. I, I've been wanting to look into what in the world is that about, but yes, they do actual announcements on April first normally and it's not full so yeah cool stuff i'm very excited for a new tokyo Mew Mew. i did find it odd they did they're kind of doing a promo on their site not a promo a promotion it's kind of like an announcement on their site that they are uh doing auditions for the protagonist ichigo and they've left it completely open to all females who are elementary school or through age 30 so I don't. The, the current actress is still alive, but I know that she's more into. She's a pop star now, so maybe they, they just didn't want to bother <laughs> trying to rope her into it, or maybe it's just too expensive. Maybe they just want to try, you know, fresh new blood. I don't know, but uh, it doesn't bother me too much because it's been a while since I watched Tokyo Mew Mew because unfortunately nobody has it, and um, even though I would love a copy of it, so it's been a while since I've watched it. So I'm not like thoroughly invested in that say you but it was interesting to find that out what's wrong i was trying to think i i i know i watched it recently um on one of the streaming services i don't remember which one probably youtube <laughs> probably youtube I don't, yeah. know. I don't know i i i don't remember the last time i tried to look up where to find it i'm sure it's probably i'm almost positive it had to have been uh, Crunchyroll, but that, it, even then it was a while ago so yeah, I, I remember it was, I think it was on, um, I want to say that it was on the Anime uh, anime Network. That might have been it. I want to say that I watched it recently back then on there. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, when I originally watched through the entire thing, it was uh, torrent.com. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember uh, where I watched it recently, though. I want to say it was probably on, watching clips on YouTube or something, so... Since nobody has it, it's probably all over YouTube right now until it gets licensed. So there you go. Hopefully with hopefully with this announcement, somebody will go, hey, there's a this coming up. Let's, you know, play on this excitement for it and actually do another release of it. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not like it's a groundbreaking show. I just it it was fun and I enjoyed it at the time that I watched it. So keep that in mind. I just I'm excited to see it just because I have the nostalgias for it. Well, it's one of those. It's one of those, kind of like uh, uh, Chobits for me, or um, or Sailor Moon. I mean, Sailor Moon is my original magical girl, so I have a soft spot in my heart for it. No, it's funny because it, it for me with with um, naturally Sailor Moon was like that that first, of course, because that was like the first magical girl to really come over here, and a lot of this other stuff was kind of following up that excitement so naturally technically the reason why i watched a lot of these magical girls was because i originally came from sailor moon i technically do have more 
uh, fond memories of, you know, Shugo Chara and Tokyo Mew Mew and Car Captor Soccer than I do have Sailor Moon, <laughs> which is the odd thing. I actually didn't really, um, going to these other ones, I look back on Sailor Moon, I don't have as much fond memories of because I enjoyed the other ones better. I actually, I think, uh, uh, Car Captor Soccer is my number one magical girl of all time. Um, I think that right under there, you know, Pull Out Magic, Madoka Magic, that's like a completely different genre in my opinion. It is. Uh, Tokyo Mew Mew. It's funny it, because my my <laughs> my my path in Magical Girls technically goes Dark Magical Girls first. Because <laughs> well, I didn't it. I didn't really get uh, into a lot of these. I did I did Sailor Moon, but I never really got back into Magical Girls until Dark Magical Girls. So you watched Sailor Moon, and then you never watched another. Magic Not really until Pueblo Magic and Magic. Not really, and then you went back and watched I, Tokyo Mew Mew. No, I <laughs> I, I want to say that I dabbled in a couple of them, but not really actually watched a Magical Girl like Yeah uh, Sailor Moon. I watched Sailor Moon. Technically, Madoka Magica was another one that I actually did watch, and the other one that we always forget about the name of it. Hmm? Any other dark magical girl that we never remember the name of it whenever we want to think of the name of it? <laughs> dark something, dark something. Um, I don't remember. But yeah, for me, it's like Car Captor Sakura, Shugo Cha, Tokyo Mew Mew. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, there was that, that magical girl that had the Vivid Red. Yeah. I watched that no, too. No, not Vivid Red. And that was I'm, kind of dark magical girl, yeah. but not really. It's more. Yeah, more like it's melodramatic, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they're making it out to be something insanely. No, scary. there was the the um, but that was technically a dark magical girl too. <laughs> I'm thinking of the one that you watched My on Crunchyroll. My Hime was was. Uh, yeah. It had one. <laughs> well, it had an aspect to it, but it never really hit on it until like way later, and it's like suddenly I know where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, it's always been dark, and it's like, okay, <laughs> sure, you want to call that a dark magical? I don't think so. No, I was thinking of the other one that was on Crunchyroll for a long time, and then you watched it, and you wanted me to watch it, but I never got around to watching it, so I don't remember the name of it. And like I said, we every time we talk about Magical Girls and Dark Magical Girls... Yeah, the, 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 the ones that, I, that I'm, I'm trying to think of the names, and I'm not coming up with them. There was two of them. Oh, Magical Raising Project? <laughs> no, that was, that was a couple seasons ago now. I do need to finish that. No, we we finished Dark Ma- Magical Girl Raising Project. I did. Did you really stop no, watching it? I watched Raising Project. I I'm didn't talking watch about the other one. The, the, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking talking about the other one. Yeah, I Magical Sight. Sight. I never did get back to Dark Magical. Yeah, Girls. Dark Break Illusion. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Daybreak Illusion. And there you go. Yuki Yuna is a hero. Yeah, Daybreak Illusion. Yuki Yuna is a hero. Plot Magic Madoka Magica. Magical Girl Sight. Uh, Magical Raising Project. And yeah, I guess if you want to make your your other show one, I don't know. I don't believe it. Oh yeah, and Claymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, side tangent. Excited to see Tokyo Mimo come back. Um, I will sing its praises until it releases, and then probably when it releases, and I'll be super excited for it, even though, again, Agdol just not... Technically, anything super special. Just got my nostalgias on. Moving on. We have a new anime coming for Granblue Fantasy. Yes. A Granblue Fantasy show based off the four-panel comic 
that is a gag comic. So uh, don't expect it to do any kind of grand adventures or anything. It's just super dorky. I mean, it even has like the dragon thing that always falls him around going into like super muscle man mode. I don't know why that exists though. So there you go. If you like Grand Blue Fantasy and want to watch your characters being all goofy and dorky, I will definitely be watching it though. They've got some crazy shots in that trailer. Excited? No. No? Why not? You don't like Grand Blue Fantasy? That one was not working for me. Uh, we'll see. see. We'll see. They, I mean, they might be cute. Who knows? Digital Media Rights has announced that they are launching a streaming service called Retro Crush. It is a service that will be streaming only classic old school anime, apparently. And uh, it's going to be completely free. No subscription required. It will be ad supported. Uh, they do have some launch lineup, which is Wicked City, Demon City, Shinjuku, uh, Urusai Yatsura 2, Beautiful Dreamer, Golgo 13, Space Adventure Cobra, Gona Guys, Golgo 13. Devil Lady. <laughs> huh? I, I've, had, I've, I've, I've seen some. Um, the original CG is apparently in Golgo 13. Mm hmm. Space Adventure Cobra, Go and I got, uh, that one. Uh, Fuse, Memoirs of the Hunter Girl, Virtual Fighter, uh, Angel Cop, Project Echo, Magical Angel, Creamy Mommy, uh, Twilight of the Cockroaches. And they are looking on some further ones later on a later date. Magical Star, Magical Emmy, Magical Fairy, Persia, Magical Idol, Pastel Yumi, Cyber Six, Cat's Eye, and... Ita Zura na Kiss. So, cool stuff there. Uh, I do probably, really, really want to watch Creamy Mummy. I would specifically say Urusai Yatsura and Project Eiko. Again, because my, my nostalgias. My nostalgias. Cool stuff, though. Um, hopefully that works out better than the other services that, tries, that have tried to do retro stuff. It's unfortunately one of those things where a lot of these, a lot of people like clamor like I want you know Crunchyroll or whatever to have these really old titles and they don't and so I have to go to these other services for them quote unquote services for them and then these other companies come up and go okay well we'll provide them and then they just kind of crash <laughs> shortly later so um, hopefully hopefully it works out for them cool stuff though giving uh, the classic titles some love check that out. Uh, more Strike Witches news, uh, which is Strike Witches Road to Berlin TV anime PV has revealed a October premiere date. So looking for fall for some more Strike Witches. I go. I'm increased desire for Strike Witches right now because that last short was just, 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 just left a really bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> so... It'd be good to get some actual Strike Witches back into the mix. Not crappy shorts that are hardly animated. <laughs> cool stuff. The PV even has an intro that looks like Evangelion intro. I don't know what that's about. G-Kids has licensed Lupin the Third the First, which is that fully CGI anime thing that has been recently aired in Japan. Uh... G-Kids has it, and they will be opening them in, or doing opening screenings for it in North America in 2020. So, 
kind of interested in that one. Would definitely not go to the theater for it, but I am interested in it. Uh, when they eventually do a release of it on on Blu-ray, maybe I'll I'll check it out. But uh, cool stuff, cool stuff. You gonna give it a shot? There's so much of Lupin the Third that I want to watch. So to just add into the list, just adding yeah, to the list, pretty much. We have some. We have a PV for Kuma 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 Bear, the new anime series that we talked about in a few podcast episodes ago. Uh, this new PV is showing off their animation work in it. It looks uh, looks crazy. Uh, definitely check it out if you were interested in the concept of a girl in a VR MMO that gets a super overpowered bear suit and then starts beating up people as a bear suit girl. Yeah. It works for me. Hopefully it's not super boring like the shield one. <laughs> The hey. defense one, Bofuri. Hopefully it's not boring that, like Bofuri. She wasn't boring. She was extremely boring, so hopefully this one's fun. The PV looks fun. So, uh, Moving on. We have uh, Flowers of Evils. Uh, Shuzo Oshimi uh, is set to draw a one-shot manga titled Kusakabe-san. They're currently... Uh, this is kind of slated for... Budabasha's renewed webcomic actions website. So it'll apparently be on there. Hopefully there's be some way that we can get a hold of it. Uh, the other manga that he's currently working on is uh, Okairi Alice, which is Welcome Back Alice, which is launched on April 9th in Kodansha's Bisatsu Shonen ma- magazine. So hopefully that one's another one that we will here soon get uh, some kind of localization on so we can check that out. I'm not sure if anybody's doing a simul publishing of that. I'd look into it. I still got to finish. I he would he would happiness. Pop so I I'm I'm way behind on that. Um, I'm I so love it. I when I when I seen this on the outline, I was so excited. I I love this guy's uh, uh, mangas. So yeah. Yeah, I need to get back on right stuff and finish my happiness, <laughs> my collection. I think happiness is done. Yeah, I believe that they said that in this this uh, thing that it just finished or something like that. Ten volumes. What do I have? You're at nine. I got one more to get. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got one more to get. It felt like it was coming to a close, so it makes sense, but... Yeah, I need to finish that one. It, it sucks because that's it's been so long since I've read Happiness. It's probably one of those ones I'm gonna have to go back like four volumes and reread just to finish it off. But no, that one I gotta. I also need. I also want to buy the publish of um, Inside Mari that uh, Dempa did. So yeah, need to get those. Really enjoyed Inside Mari. That was a really really good one. Didn't end as well as I'd wanted. <laughs> kind of dragged out the ending, but it was good still. He has no capability of ending these stories. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's, he like builds up an interesting concept, gets really into it, and you're like totally enthralled by it. And then at some point, you go, "I think that somebody cuts him soon. off," and he's like, "And then yeah, they, they, okay." <laughs> they, they just tell him, "Stop, dude." <laughs> Don't you guys want me to continue on and continue on? No, just just stop. It's good. It's either that or he just goes. I'm 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 tapped. I I got nothing else. Just just finish it. <laughs> All right, Chris. Are you ready for girl number four? Of she, Rent a Girlfriend. She does look adorable. 
You ready? Yeah. Or you watched it already? The, yeah, I already did. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's my cute voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, Ria, Ria Takahashi is going to be voicing her, so <laughs> that is Sumi Sakurasawa. Yeah, she, uh, she seems very much like she, uh, uh very unguarded. Yeah. <laughs> Just say that. She's very Let's unguarded. say that. <laughs> uh, somebody had to point out the key art here for her. You can understand that she fell down, but why are there pins behind her? She's a mess. <laughs> She's that bad that she fell. Not only did she fall when she was doing bowling, she managed to make all the pins fly out of the thing at her. I I, I still haven't really seen the other three. I've only seen maybe one. We, this is the second second one. I and I only really we originally seen watched the first PV and when that first released, and then when um, Ruka Yuki came has out. One. When Ruka came out, I said, oh, there was a second. And we went back and watched the one that was Aoyuki. Uh-huh. We, had a, we had an episode where we did the first one. Then we had an episode where we did two of them. And now we've done the fourth one. And then there's apparently a third, a fourth, another one. I don't know if that's another one or if that's somebody else. Mm-hmm. That's probably the main character. Just, just got to keep him up. Just got to keep him aware of what's going on. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's all the news I have. Um Chris has some news. Not really. <laughs> Film director Nobuhiko Obayashi has passed away. And who is who is Nobuyu- Nobuhiko Obayashi? He was a uh, one of the. He did Girl Who Leapt Through Time, the live action. Yeah, yeah. He did a he did, he did a couple of things that that we would recognize, and I thought it was kind of kind of sucks. Unfortunate, but he. He did live a long 82 years, but, um, yeah, unfortunate to lose a famous director that has done some amazing stuff. And then on Bright News, yeah, one of our voice actresses came back. Yeah. Who's that? I don't remember. <laughs> one of our favorite voice actresses. I said one of our voice actresses. Yoshino Oyama has returned from medical hiatus. So, yeah. We always see him going out. We never see him come back. Um, Love Tyrant, Wake Up Girls. Who's Goody from welcome, Love Tyrant? Welcome to the pack. Who's Goody from Love Tyrant? Of course, I wasn't a huge fan of Love Tyrant, so that doesn't really <laughs> tell me anything, Chris. The uh, one yeah, that you liked the, the least? <laughs> the, I literally didn't like any of them, so I don't know if I can quantify that any of them was the least. Kroe Mashima from Seton Academy? That was, like, recent. Yeah. She must have just, like, came out of the hospital and immediately recorded something. Yeah, she was the funny <laughs> she zebra. She was the zebra. So there you go. The zebra from Seton Academy. That, that would explain why she kind of disappeared the show. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Cool. What else? Uh, we already covered that one. Uh, I you thought have, you'd like that. You have fake Grand Order news. What's in fake Grand Order news, Chris? The film. Yeah? Yeah. We we covered the film. What's, what's about the film? Oh. Uh, oh, they released a subtitled trailer. So if you want to see the subtitled trailer of it that we talked about, there you go. And then the last bit. What's the last one? I It was Ryukugimiya. Ryukugimiya drops Suki Akari no Kenan MV from her new album. 
What does that mean? Music. Uh, she's doing music. I guess. Okay. I thought we'll it was. To... I thought it was interesting. Maybe we'll put that on the end of the episode or something. Cool. All right. That it. Yeah, that was it. All right. Uh, and then you got a community watch notification. Yes, I I wanted to let everybody know that the uh, they're kicking up the community watch uh, thing again, so that you guys and they're currently watching Rumbling Hearts together. So everybody who wants to get involved in that, you guys could should jump in and, and join in. I don't remember last time I watched Rumbling Hearts. That's been a that was back there a little bit, not too far, but. Congratulations, Rumbling Hearts. You beat a lull in the sea. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm sure everybody's like, I don't want to watch a lull in the sea again. <laughs> that and, and now and then here here and there. That, that wow. Nobody wants to watch now and then here or there. <laughs> that one's, I don't want to watch that one. That one's brutal <laughs> from what I hear. Nobody wants that. No, we won't watch that. All right. Uh, and with that, we'll jump into further into our community, technically, which uh, we answered some questions from our community members through either the forum at talkwithspirit.com or you can go to the contact us button at the top of the forum uh, talkwithspirit.com, tweet it to us, email, lots of different ways to get a hold of us. So like these fellows did, which uh, we have an awesome dude says, you are minding your own business until a random truck out of nowhere hits you and you are isekai into a generic fantasy world with a classic medieval aesthetic and class structure and all. You also have an, no end goal either. You can live as freely as you want um, or you could embark on a journey to save the world. Up to you. You are allowed to bring one item slash person from your previous life. I was about to say Aqua. <laughs> <laughs> Useless goddess. What, who would you bring? Why? And the most important part, how overpowered do you think it would make you? Great. Wait, so I could take R- Rory? Oh. No, I didn't think it said anything about that in there. I thought you said that it, we could take a person. From your previous life, yes. Oh, from previous life. You well, could take a figure I, of Rory, I guess. I, because <laughs> when I first read this, I thought of the same thing as you. It really, really will depend on the fuel. Like, uh, Well, like, the, the um, another li- in another world with my smartphone was something that kind of brings – actually technically addressed that one big question, which is if you're brought to another world – what is the point in having your cell phone in your hand? Because that thing literally is going to be done within... I mean, if you have a really nice cell phone, you might be able to make it last for a week. But most cell phones probably going to be dead within 24 hours. And at the same time, you have no cellular service, so you're not going to be able to get anything on it. No data connection. to. It's literally to take pictures. <laughs> That's yeah. really its only use is going to be is to take pictures for a day. So... It really does bring the question of, well, are we going to be bringing the idea of there being some kind of with like smartphone? The, I think the, the smartphone guy says, okay, here it's it permanently charged and it has data and, and it has like a whole geolocating system, mm-hmm. has GPS in it and all that kind of stuff, maps. So it technically was extremely useful in yeah. that form because he has access to all of gobs the information. of information, yeah. data, and geolocation. So. But if you don't, then it does limit what you're going to bring with you. Now, if you have an unlimited, like you've got down here, a tank, an unlimited source of uh, fuel for that, plus unlimited bullets. Yeah, I wouldn't mind having a tank. I pretty much invincible. I can do whatever I want. So, yeah. Yeah, that would throw 
that would throw a kingdom off. Like they, they would, they would literally probably think it's some kind of dragon or a monster that's <laughs> crawling across the ground, and none of their bows or arrows or anything work on it. Swords don't do anything to it, and it's destroying everything. It can tread over terrain really well. It would be literally, and it would blast open every gate. It would be dominating. But if yeah, limited full fuel. <laughs> Otherwise, it's gonna and then after a while, dead. And it's just literally a clump of metal at that point. Yeah, and weapons would be pretty much useless after you and you know finished off the the clips, and so it it does really. If there was like an infinite source there, I would probably say a, a tank or a helicopter. That'd be great. I would I would probably go more for the s- smartphone. More because I would rather do things with knowledge rather than just go and dominate people, you know. Yeah, because running around on a tank is going to make you pretty much enemy of all. And <laughs> <laughs> a helicopter flying around, you're probably going to get hit by a catapult or something at least. Yeah, I mean, that as much as I didn't enjoy smartphone, I think if there was that, if there was that kind of an element added to it, I think it would be probably the most useful just because... When you go there, bringing something with you, it's it's going to be so useful, and it's going to draw attention to yourself. So if you bring something large, it's going to bring attention to you. If you bring something small with knowledge in it, it would be less obvious, and you can use that information to your advantage. <laughs> I'd probably bring medical supplies. <laughs> and, it, and it's funny because it, it's like one of those... Um, it's like one of those overthinking it things and kind of like one of those Grimgar fantasy ash kind of things where you rarely ever see a an Isekai actually acknowledge certain things like there's illnesses and stuff that are killing off villages that they don't know how to cure, you know, illnesses that we don't even have to worry about anymore just because it's as simple as taking a pill or something like that to get rid of it. So technically, probably the best thing you'd want to bring is probably a pillbox of just things that would keep you from like dying from something very minor that they don't know how to cure there. Yeah, that's true. So, so you and me will go. I'll have the smartphone. You have the unlimited uh, medical supplies. What would be be that that kind of element? Is that technically with the smartphone, if it does have that, you know access to knowledge of today with the internet and stuff you technically could have the ingredients but then uh, a certain show here recently showed us how it's not as easy as you think it is to put that together <laughs> dr stone <laughs> it takes freaking five episodes to make a damn pill <laughs> i don't know i don't know it's a good question that's basically the one that i came up with though is really kind of Either vehicular or medical or knowledge, I guess. Really isn't much else in my surroundings that I would even care to bring with me. <laughs> um, good stuff, though. Good stuff, though. Let's see. And a person... I, I can't even think of a person. I would not want to subject anybody around me to being brought to an isekai. I mean, unless it's one of the... again. You know, those hyper-fantasy, have-fun-go-on-adventure type of isekai. Then, yeah, I would probably want to bring somebody close to me just to enjoy it with me. But 
my mind immediately goes to Grimgar and more dark <laughs> stuff <laughs> of like, oh, I'm going to bring somebody with me and they're going to die of Me, I'm thinking of, of going to another world in a, with and a smart button and getting myself a harem. Andrew's thinking of going to Grimgar and, and, and trying getting to survive. <laughs> my mind immediately goes to survival. <laughs> um, I just, I have, I have a knack for trying to just always expecting the worst, I guess. Um, and yeah, in which that case, you don't want to bring anybody with you because you don't want them to get in the way of your harem. No, you could be the sidekick. The one that's always <laughs> like <laughs> trying to be forceful and then just gets kicked out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uki, Uki Hasog. Uki Hasog? Uki Hasog. Am I saying that right? Uki Hasog? I don't know. I've always I've said never been Sog, so Sog works. That's better. I think that we said that before. Uh, don't know if this question was asked, but here it goes. Was there any anime you didn't like a lot, but picked up later for some reason you enjoyed it greatly? Um, I don't know if the other stuff's a follow-up or different. I think it's follow-up because okay. he's asking me a separate question. Yeah, I brought it before um, The Eccentric Family. I I went back and watched that again I think originally I got to like episode 10 or something like that. It was like later in it when he first kind of confronts one of the guys that was at the, um, the Tanuki eating, um, what was it? The f- friendly fe- fellows, the Friday fellows. Friday fellows. He confronted one of them and he was very kind of like, it just, it bothered me how he wasn't as upset about this person as I think that he should be. And, then I later they announced the second season. I went back to watch it, and I went in with the mindset of these aren't humans; these are tanukis. <laughs> I went into it with the mindset of these are foolish-blooded tanukis, and not to try to understand them, but rather let them be their own characters. And when I did that, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I watched the second season. I love that as well. So. I think it just really required me to not overanalyze it and try to put myself into the character's shoes. It really did require me to watch the actual story that's being told, which is kind of interesting to think about in the end. Um, I honestly don't know of any show that I've ever... You never go back to shows that you don't like. <laughs> that's the problem. I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> like, I don't like. For example, we talked about earlier Magical Girl site. You're never gonna go back and watch that show, and you didn't enjoy it. it but that's a rare occasion. Eccentric Family is a very rare occasion for me. Most shows, when I don't enjoy it or you don't enjoy it, most of the time you don't really go back and watch it. I was thinking of. Um, did you drop Madoka Magica? And I, wa- I watched that TV series. I got pretty late into it and did not like it and how drug out it was. And I and didn't I get back, back into that one. No, I went back to the movie. I have not went back to watch the TV series. The uh, movie was a lot more condensed, a lot more concise, and I loved it. So that was And not I do know that Mirai Nikki, I drag you through kicking and screaming. I never really tried it to begin with, so uh, that's not a return... Those were the only two that I could think of, but that's different. Me, that's me dragging you through it, not necessarily. Oh, uh, Steins Gate was another one. Yeah, I can't think of um, really anything else because it's. I mean, it, it's and it sucks because even with like Steins Gate, it's not really necessarily that it fixed anything. <laughs> right. It really still had the same problem it always had. It was just trying to get past that slouch of a start. 
sure how Baco. I got through it. Well, but see, I was I had a different different palette at the time. So Stein Gate, man, I can't imagine me trying to even try to watch that show now. Shirobako is another one that I went back, and but it wasn't really necessarily that I didn't like it. It's just that I didn't want the stress at the time, and the very first half of that entire series is very stressful. So it was really just trying to get back into it when I didn't mind the stress, got to the point where I got really invested in what they were doing, and I wanted them to succeed, succeed and then I really did love it in the end. I guess technically that that's one for me. That was because technically... I, technically, I technically dropped that one, and then you, you had uh, suggested that I go back to it, and... When I went back, I really enjoyed it. When I yeah, I knew it. I knew it was going to be a contender of the of the year, so that was a a must a must pull back to watch kind of thing. There's certain shows like here recently. I started watching B Stars, and I just like I am just not stopping. I literally watched like four episodes straight in a row, one sitting, and I kind of went to Chris and I said. Yeah, Beastars legit, because um, it's going to be one of those ones where I'm like, eh, I'm probably going to want to have him watch it too, <laughs> because I know he's probably going to enjoy it as well. So um, we usually try to do that for each other whenever we see something that's going to probably be a, and which sucks because that was a 2019, and it should have been in a contenders. Well, so far, based off four episodes, um, it could have been one of those contenders for, for the year, but unfortunately, Netflix, so... Just how it is, but I think we talked about a couple of years about, ago about the idea of anything that is released in the early part of the year that was technically the previous year. We would acknowledge them, so we'll probably put B stars in with with this year if it has room with all the shows that are coming up here soon, uh, delayed or not. Yeah. So for Chris. I'm relatively new, so if this is discussed before, you can ignore it, because I only listen to your cast 50, 60 minutes a day while commuting, so I will reach the answer eventually. I heard you don't like Higurashi, but I have you... Have you tried watching the Moe version of it? It is hilarious, OVA, no gore, no disappearing nails, which is technically, yeah, after the second season of... They had a, they had a quite a few spin-off uh OVAs and stuff of the series which I've watched. I'm not sure if you watched. I think I've watched a few of the side stuff. Really cutesy Hanyu in there. Loved Hanyu. That was that okay, was To be clear, I have watched Higarashi. Yes, I have. This is being very clear on that. Um and my my Distaste for it is more right now. I don't want to think about it. It's not necessarily that I did not enjoy it. I really enjoyed it when I watched it. But yeah, not not even just just the very idea of some of the scenes is really, really cringy for me right now. Hmm. But yeah, I think I've seen the Moe version, but I, I don't remember. It's It's all locked in my past. Yeah, it's pretty much like higurashi in those middle areas between people killing each other where they're just like having fun and doing you know club activities just not going back and killing each other <laughs> that's pretty much what it is fun goofy stuff um but yeah it was really cute i don't remember that i i want to say that i watched all of them but i don't i want to say that it wasn't really some of it was it was very hit and miss kind of if I remember correctly it wasn't like 
laugh out loud hilarious all the time, but I did enjoy what I did watch, so. Seems um, like, if I remember right, my favorite character was Rika. I don't remember. Mine was Hanyu. Hanyu was cute. I thought you liked the the Xion and Mion. I did like Xion, yes. But, yeah. They kind of had the same problem as everybody else has. <laughs> they kind of go pretty dark. They go crazy. Um... And I can't remember anymore because at the time I was extremely confused as to who was who at the time. And now I, now that I'm, it's been so long, I'm even more confused as to who was who at the time. Um, who killed who? Well, I just, I just thought they were twins. So they were. With it. They were. One was outside of the family. One was in the family. Oh, I didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah, she was yeah. living on her own, or Shion, uh, I believe, was living on her own outside, and that's why. Uh, Blondie Boy went crazy, and that's why the sister was left with Rick, uh, there. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna probably say something wrong because it's been so long. Anyways, uh, Uki said... Rika was, Rika was purple hair, right? Uh-huh. Okay. I, I was yeah. trying to remember if I remember the name right. Yeah, yeah. There was only one that I didn't much care for, and she likes putting razor blades in food. Mm. What's her name? My gosh, she's like the the main, technically the main heroine. Main, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't she was fun though? I she was crazy. Stand, she her, was crazy. <laughs> standing outside of his house, looking up at his window. Oh uh, yeah, and the butcher knife, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ugisong says, P.S. Personally, I enjoy the gore version. Cute girls getting cute things. Slice of life. Aspects of it. So, yeah. I love it as well. Don't worry. I'm with you. Chris just doesn't like the gore stuff no more. Well, I'll have to, like, when the new show comes out, I'll have to, like, video edit each episode and take all the gore out. And then I can he can watch those versions of it. <laughs> and just be like... Just random audio. This is what cuts. happened. <laughs> this random. This like I'll, I'll insert like stick figure characters, you know, portraying the scene, and it'll cut back to cute fun stuff. <laughs> uh, that'll work. That'll totally work. Uh, Ida says, "I'm curious. What do you guys think of High Dive? When it first came out, I thought it would become a true competitor. It was really cheap, got a decent amount of shows per season, and actually cared about going back." and getting classics or shows whose license ran out elsewhere. It even got OVAs and movies too. So it had all these positive going for it, um, but then it dropped the ball. It's gotten very few shows in the past few seasons, and this reason in particular, it only got that folktale show uh, No One Cares About and SAO and Crunchyroll, the three Sony platforms, Funimation, Wakanim, and Anime Lab, and Hulu have Sword Online, but it's not special. Do you think they dropped the ball? Do you think they'll come back from this? And do you still use them? I use them. Uh, I used to be subscribed, but haven't for months now. Yeah, you're getting uh, you're getting the subscription back because of because I was for Snafu, but not anymore. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. It, it it I think it's a lot. Um, just take this for what it is. Only just from watching watching how things play out season to season, you can kind of see who's throwing money around. And I think High Dive has a problem of funding is really where I see the main problem. Um, 
most of the the other two big players in the in the pond they don't like sharing and that's that's basically where i see the main problem it's not them this is technically again this is technically uh um sentai filmworks and sentai filmworks is mainly a publishing physical company they don't really have a strong and robust infrastructure for their streaming. They have tried several times to do this stuff and they fell miserably. I don't I haven't really taken the time to look into the specific details of what they're doing wrong, but they've tried in the past with like Anime Network. Um they did it with High Dive. There was another one as well, wasn't there? Or did they go straight to High Dive? And then with the High Dive and then they went in with Crunchyroll with VRV. And yeah, technically when there was a season that had a bunch of shows, I would go and check out um, like um, the Demon Girl Next Door was one of them, I believe. I would j- jump on there, subscribe. We watched three episodes for the first impressions. And then I would go, do I really want to keep subscribing just for these shows? Because they were... For the most part, and I think this is, again, a, a reason why they do fail, or not really fail, they're, they're not doing well as we think that they are, is they technically, when they do their service, well, they made a partnership with Crunchyroll. And so a lot of their stuff gets on Crunchyroll anyways. And then, so when you look over to High Dive specifically, there's no exclusives there because most of the big hitters... Crunchyroll got from them to put onto Crunchyroll.com. So what's the point in going to High Dive when it's on Crunchyroll also with everything else? So it's a mixture of them not keeping enough of their stuff exclusives to their specific subscription and partly because like you mentioned, they don't really get too many because as Chris put laid out, there's a lot of big players out there. I don't think they're failing. I think that they're not doing what people may want them to do people are looking for what service do i subscribe to for this season because this person's got these ones this person's got these ones what does high dive have nothing high dive or sentai filmworks does have things it's just they're putting them on crunchyroll's platform so you don't you don't know that it's exclusive to high dive and that might be bad for them on the subscription side for high dive but they still own it even though it's on crunchyroll they are technically still getting money for it. Um, and in the end, they will do a physical release of it, and they will make money off of it. So well, The only one that I ever seen that was going to be able to actually compete, per se, was the one that was Toei and Sunrise. What was the one that they had put together. Mm. And that one went away. So if they're not yet, if nobody's going to actually try... What was that called? Oh... <laughs> uh. One that died, and they said, "Hey, by the way, we're not streaming anymore. You can have your money back." <laughs> yeah, and even with that one, it was really only Gundam that was really yeah. the reason why you're subscribing there. It was only for the Gundam series, and then it was also for the all the the backlog of Gundam that they were trying to get on there as well to kind of go along with it. But no, like I said, I don't, I don't think that High Dive is doing bad. Because, like I said, they are a physical company. They're a physical licensor. They're probably just throwing stuff on there because they got the streaming license along with the physical release license. Um, They want their shows to get eyeballs. And so they're probably doing the stuff with Crunchyroll just so that those shows get eyeballs so that people want to buy the physical copies of them. 
that that I think is their primary goal. But yeah, I will say that it sucks that their app was so terrible and they had so many problems with Apple and having um, adult content in it. I kind of people might know that I was tweeting out a lot at the time going hi dive. Look, you just got this partnership up with uh, Crunchyroll. Talk with them on how they figured out how to work things out with Apple because literally worst shows are on Crunchyroll and you guys are working with each other. So figure it out. I think it was at the time that they were doing the, um, what was that called? The game that had the the teeth, uh, the, the you made somebody a slave with the teeth thing. Remember that show? Oh, um. and um, Devil's Devil's Line. It was the other one that was at the t- the same time, and that one got that one got swatted down too. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a bad time for them at the time. They they've gotten a lot better now. They have I think it helped game with VRV. Um, now whenever I subscribe, I just subscribe through VRV. That way I can use VRV's app to watch high dive stuff. Um, but yeah, it, I do agree with you. The last few seasons, they've gotten pretty much nothing. And that's partly why I dropped my subscription with them. But again, I know a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's mostly on Crunchyroll already. So it's not that big of a deal to... It's a good thing that you don't have more things to subscribe to. You should be happy. <laughs> I'm happy. We should all be happy that we don't have another thing to subscribe to. Uh, let it stay on Crunchyroll. Let them, let them put their stuff on Crunchyroll. Let Crunchyroll app uh, handle it. And we can all be happy with just that many fewer shows. Um, the big the big um, trend that's happening right now is, yeah, Funimation is dominating a lot. And I do fully believe that that is because Aniplex is standing there with a big load of money and they are trying to make Funimation successful. And so they are throwing a lot of money around. And that's really funny because it we just recently had, it seems like Amazon has literally backed off. And so now you're back to Funimation versus Crunchyroll again with Netflix over here going, yeah, we got this show now. You can't have it. <laughs> See you in three weeks. It's three months before you can watch it. Um, but yeah, again, nutshell, I don't think they're failing. They're just not really technically doing what we think they should be doing, which is not exclusiving their licenses. Which that will make an interesting, um, make for an interesting thing. If, if Netflix does just, just throwing it out there, if Netflix totally edges out everybody else, that will change the entire way. We watch anime. And we will literally be doing completely um, just binge watching show by show. Yeah, pretty much like a week uh, episode or a show a week and dropping each week, <laughs> which sucks because it's funny because watching Beastars, it was like it's been a long time since I've actually binge watched a show by myself. It was actually nice to sit there and binge watch through, you know, three episodes of that. But at the same time, what did I feel like? I had nobody to talk to about. Like I can't, I can't jump on Twitter and say, yeah. "Oh my gosh, guys, what's happened on episode four was crazy." Because this half is going, "Oh, I haven't, I didn't even know that was up there yet." Um, or they're saying, "You know, I haven't got a chance to watch it yet." And this other, this other part's going, "Yeah, I've watched all of it, and I know what everything happens. What can I say that's not going to be spoilery?" It's like here um, a while back when. Um, uh, I was I started getting into like uh Westworld and uh Vikings and um 
and um, Stranger Things. And I was watching Stranger Things with several of my coworkers at the time, and suddenly the season two came out. And I, did, at the time, did not have time to go watch that. And then here's this person who just binge-watched it, like, the first night. And then there's another person that hasn't even watched a single episode. I watched one episode, and it's like, I can't talk to this guy because he's watched the whole thing, yeah. and he doesn't want to say anything that's spoiler. And I can't say, I'll talk to this guy about anything because then I'd be spoiling it for him. The binge thing sucks. It's, it's, it's convenient, but it sucks for communication because not everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Which technically is true for a, a week by week basis, but it, you're it more really likely does. to find people on the same page as you when it's weekly rather than and it, and all it, at once. And it sounds it sounds so stupid because it sounds like we're it, we're we're exactly the opposite of how we're sounding right now. We're we're not um, we're not the type that is against uh, changing the market, and that so so please don't don't misunderstand what we're saying. It's just that there is a there is the, the the lost effect. I mean, for hate hate lost all you want for how it ended. Stupid ending. It lost in itself was a phenomenon, and you you get those shows every once in a while. Um, Game of Thrones did the same thing where it stupid ending. <laughs> it 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 became the um what what is it called the water cooler. It has the yeah. water cooler moments where you can you can sit there and you can chat about things because everybody's on the same page and you know everybody's on the same page because nobody's seen a hit. Nobody's not going to watch that night before. <laughs> <laughs> and if they didn't, they put a post-it on their cubicle that said, leave Shut me up. alone. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I went by somebody's cubicle uh, a few months ago and there, there was a few ladies in the area that were watching some show. I don't know what it was at the time. Um, and I came around the corner and I see this posted on the side of her cubicle and it said something like no i did not watch this episode of this do not talk to me about it and then i'm like what is this and then somebody peeks their head from another cubicle and says, oh that's a show that we're watching and this 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 and she goes <laughs> she like ducks down and covers her ears like <laughs> like oh my gosh oh i'm glad i'm not watching whatever show you're talking about because i have no clue what you're telling me <laughs> anyways uh i love these side tangents i have no clue how we got there um, yeah. Anyways, uh, I guess that's, that's it for the question. I guess I know. Thanks for the question. Uh, let's see here. You we know, have... he's going to love the fact that we went off on that side tangent. So don't worry about it. I don't know. It was technically had nothing to do with high dive, but yeah. Well, it's more, I, it's more, it's more, it's say... more, a, a, a continuation of our criticism of Netflix is really what it is. Yeah. The, the only sucky thing that I will say because like I said, I don't think High Dive is failing because it's not – it's just technically not doing what we want it to do. The one thing I will give High Dive huge credit for is that they seemed like they were very positive on the idea that if there was something um, that was inappropriate in it, that something that more adult content in it, they were more susceptible to actually stream that uncensored version than an uncensored version. And in the day and time when we have issues with things like Funimation just completely just blocking a show completely, um, not really blocking, just not showing it, it was refreshing at the time that there was High Dive over there just going, hey, yeah, by the way, we have, what was it, Jet Girls show, and there's just everything showing. Um, it's Katawa, Katakawa Jet Girls, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having 
their their viewpoints on censorship was was very positive, even though it did get them slapped a lot with Apple. Um, they were very positive on that. So that's the only negative. But um, yeah, there's always Sentai Filmworks actual releases. So whatever you want to watch from there is it's going to be Sentai Filmworks releases. So uh, Ataku Old. Ataku Old. I don't know if it's old or Taku Old. We'll go with the Taku Old. Uh, <laughs> says, I absolutely love the podcast and the chemistry between you two. Uh, I was disappointed to hear you were as uh, you weren't as keen on cute lollies with the verbal ticks from Tenchi No Three P. Um, so, despite that offense, uh, offense, what would you consider the best lolly shows? I don't, I don't think I was negative on Tenchi No Three P. I I loved it. I yeah. It, Maybe it was the verbal ticks. I because I, it does that kind of that kind of rings a bell. <laughs> it's been too long. I don't remember. Um, I'm I'm I'm, a, I'm an old taku too. So <laughs> uh, there's a lot of great, fantastic. Uh, hold on. Here, wait, let, let me do this. This is my this is my this is my cheat. Let, let's yeah. Go ahead, Chris. I the, the one off the top of my head that I thought of was um, was the um, Usagi drop that I absolutely phenomenal it, there was just so much uh i was thinking like cute girls doing cute things not necessarily slice of life heavy dramas yeah well <laughs> my my automatic thinking is okay it, it it had a lolly and it was just an adorable show and when i when i think of lollies i think of okay adorable i was um, thinking you were gonna say is the order a rabbit or something is the order a rabbit is great um my second one was I was thinking about was um, the one with the three girls. I'm not. Was it? The yeah, father? that one. That one was great. The father one. Listen to me, girls. I'm your father. Listen to me, girls. I'm your father. Yeah, the, 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 the only ruins it a little just, bit, but it yeah, was cuter was, than that. There was the creepy Otaka dude that kind of ruined, ruined it, but he, the undermined, show, undermined yeah. the innocence of that show. Literally undermined the innocence of that show. <laughs> But those are the two that I could think of off the top of my head. I, I, there's all kinds of lollies that. Nanambiori, Nanambiori was great. Wakaba Girl. This is in my list. These are these are. I'm still in the nines. These are in my nines. Wakaba Girl. Uh, let's see here, Nanambiori. Let's see. How is Usagi drop not in your nines? It was way up there. In the nines. Oh, okay. I just like I said, I'm <laughs> more for cute girls doing cute things, not necessarily heavy dramas. Even though Nanam Biori gets a little heavy, like, in two instances in the entire series. Kaon's <laughs> uh, more high school. I'm not going to really classify that one. Anti-Prince and Stony Cant, not really, not really lolly. Is the Order Rabbit? We got that one. Three Leaves to... Uh, Sancho Sanyo. Three Leaves to three, three Colors. I have a feeling I'm missing something. Oh, Hitori Bochi. Oh, yes. <laughs> not really cute girls. It's technically cute girls doing cute things. What was the one with the father who was making dinners all the time? Eh, yeah, Sweetness and Lightning. Sweetness and Lightning. Yeah. That was adorable. It's literally one girl. It's not really cute girls. He wanted lolly shows. He didn't want cute girls doing cute things. That's te- technically, typically lolly. <laughs> it's cute girls doing cute things. Uh, slow Start. That was another one. Um... That was really cute. I'm. I swear, I'm missing something. Oh, um, Mitsuboshi Colors. 
Love that one. Not really technically lollies. There's not really many like full on lolly shows, so that that's that's the thing that's messing me up is I don't really call a lot of characters lollies, and Chris pretty much anything that's not an adult is a lolly. <laughs> so that's my problem. <laughs> yeah, there's Higurashi Nakanaka uh, Kara ni Kara right there. There's a, there's a goofy one. That is not a lolly show. <laughs> <laughs> Rika's a lolly. Yes, Rika is a lolly. Strawberry Marshmallow. Strawberry Marshmallow. That was one that cute. I need to watch. That I uh, that Andrew keeps telling me that I need to watch it. It is it's one of those ones. It's, that, that was again, that was the when I when I, when we talked about Mitsuboshi Colors. The thing I noticed what it was it was literally Strawberry Marshmallow without the kind of the playing with innocent characters with things that are technically in, 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 inappropriate. <laughs> so it's it's hard to kind of recommend just on the idea that you're like. Yeah, that was kind of a dirty joke to that little girl. <laughs> there was also the angel flew down to me. That one was yeah. cute. Fantastic last episode. Oh, oh, um, Black Bullet. <laughs> Black Bullet. Please don't watch that one if you like lollies. Black Bullets. <laughs> It does. It does or, uh, have a lot of lolly stuff in there, but it is kind of brutal to the poor lollies. Okay, butt kicking lollies on that one. No, or the, or the um, um, what was that other one that was, was about the same time? The the guy that was made the puppets, Unbreakable Machine Doll. What the hell happened to that show? Where's the sequel of that <laughs> damn show? Talk about a show that laid it on thick at the very end and then said peace out. Oh, I love a lot of all these shows. It's just Angel I Three just, Feet. I just got a night. Remember, and I swear I... I was pretty positive on that. Here you go. Here's a show that the characters look like lollies, but they're not supposed to be lollies. Thank you, guy. <laughs> Lances and masks. Wasn't uh, that a? Yeah, it wasn't that great, but it was. It was lollies. No, it wasn't. It. No, no. What was the one that had the the? The hero he and he was, was young. He had a and he had a, like an entire harem of lollies in there, and he was trying to be the. I thought it was Lance's. It was probably that. I don't know. I couldn't tell how old they were because the show looked like bleh. <laughs> <laughs> like talk about struggling with animation with that one. Well, we already done went and did all the good ones way back in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, true. So there you go. Love lots of lolly shows. I thought we even did a cute girls doing cute things episode. He doesn't want <laughs> cute girls doing cute things. He wants lollies. That's what lolly shows are. Moving on, we have uh, MM or Imadash. Imadash. I don't remember. I I struggle again. Uh, hi, I got a request for Andrew. Please pronounce the names of anime a bit slower. Sometimes I had to change. Uh, a letter three or four times to find it in the search boxes. Thank you for that work. I try. I try to announce it as much as possible. I think my only problem is that whenever we're like talking about a particular topic and then I'm throwing names in there, that's where I just don't remember to say them specifically. Like we probably did that same thing with the last question. I do try to fully say things out when we're doing like reviews and um, 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 first impressions and stuff. So. It's always going to be difficult. I do try to always put the name of shows that I talk about in the notes. So there's a place you can check. Like when we do reviews, 
It says in the notes for the episode, it'll have a list of every show that we talk about in the order that we talk about them. So if you don't recognize what I'm saying and then another show comes up, you can just look at whatever's prior to it. So not try. Uh, Bacon Chips says, I'm wondering if you guys were... Uh, if you guys were to get an anime-related tattoo, what would it be? I have three myself, a Violet Evergarden, Takio Goda, and Natsuki from DDLC. 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 I'm going to probably hit myself in a minute. DDLC. DDLC. Oh, that. <laughs> Doki Doki Literature Club, yeah. Is it of that one scene? <laughs> the scene that everybody has React videos for? Anyways, um... I don't know, at some point, I really badly wanted to get... Like, the only thing I've ever really kind of considered getting a tattoo of was a, of a Moogle from Final Fantasy VI. Yeah, I would... I, I could totally see you getting uh, Ryoko and Ryooki. I thought at some point of I think I want I thought at some point of getting a Ryoki when I was really big into Tenshi. See, I I can I can do that. I'm just I I actually was thinking about it just now. I might if I was to do one, maybe possibly the uh, Ame and Yuki from Wolf Children. I the the tattoos that I have right now are wolves, and if I do any more tattoos, it'll probably keep going along those lines. I don't really, you would have to really present something that would really blow my mind before I would consider doing anime style, uh, tattoo. Yeah. I think for me, it's like, I don't, <laughs> I guess really being in the business that I am, I'm not too keen on having, um, something that really does scream out that I watch anime <laughs> being on my skin. I mean, even something having, you know, under the, sh under the sleeve or something like that, where most people get them just so it's not really visible when you're in actual suit and and stuff. Uh, even with that one, I probably would keep to something that was not really recognizable as being like a mascot character or something, something I really enjoy. Yeah. I would love to get like a, if I, caliber. If, if I could, <laughs> if I could probably like just go, I don't give a rat's butt anymore. Yeah, I would totally love to have like just a total straight up awesome. I don't know, Rem from ReZero on my entire back or something like that would be okay, amazing. That's hardcore, man. That's hardcore. <laughs> um, but no, I just I don't. I've never really cared much for getting tattoos. Um, I did hear recently. Really, I was really close to getting one. It was really kind well, of a there post. is some there is some some that the artwork is just so phenomenal. I could see it like um, somebody doing some of the um, artwork from. Uh, there's some really amazing artwork in Berserk, so I could see people doing that stuff as well. Really close to having one here recently with like some stuff that happened last year and. I went down to California with my other brother, and I was really tempted to get him to get something similar with me, but I'm just not big on it. And I think one of the big also the, – the other big thing that for me that drives me away from getting tattoos is I just don't really – especially having like maybe a character that I really like. I just don't know that I would trust somebody to do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> I know a lot of cases they draw it first and then they trace it into it first, but – you're talking about 
I have such a huge finicky issue with artwork being off. And then you're going to have some person draw it on like maybe like a shoulder or something where it's rounded. I would totally nitpick the hell out of it. Hate it. <laughs> I just don't know that I would. And I mean, I've seen people with amazing uh, uh, tattoos and stuff. And it's very rare that I see a tattoo and I say, yeah, that looks really off. But yeah, I would. I don't know that I would not nitpick it. So. This is true. That 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 I could I yeah. Poor Andrew. You mm. can never get an a-, a tattoo. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh see, let's do one more. We have Colum says, "Hello both. I am a long-time listener and first-time writer. My question is below." You <laughs> fooled me. I thought I was going to be above it. <laughs> Damn it, you tricked me. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm just joking. How much anime do you normally watch a day? Do you at least watch one episode a day, or do you guys go, uh, go without watching, uh, go days without watching anime? Like most people, I do have a busy job, life, uh, and life to keep up with, but I normally watch around four episodes during weekdays, which is split between morning and evening. Thank you, Callum. Thank you. Callum. Roughly. Three to four hours a day? Uh, Yeah. So we have our current schedule is screwed up because Final Fantasy VII. But typically, uh, we don't normally watch shows on well, Saturday. We've been, we've been we've been kind of chilling for the last week or so. We've had we've had some breaks. Um, current schedule, we normally don't watch shows together on Saturday because it's my day off, cleaning getting a podcast ready, and then just recording the podcast and me editing the podcast. Sunday, um, we are off and on when we actually watch shows, but sometimes we do watch shows on Sundays. Tuesday is pretty much my day to play uh, Final Fantasy with our other brother in California. And pretty much the rest of the week, yeah, it's pretty much trying to watch about three or four hours a night to keep up with all the shows, so... Sometimes that fluctuates based on something else kind of coming up or we're burnt out or we have a season ending or we're watching yeah, binge watching fairy tale. <laughs> so it, it does fluctuate, but that's typically what we're shooting for. That's pretty much sometimes what it requires in order for us to keep up. Sometimes towards the later end of a season, we'll start having shows kind of finishing up and then we'll kind of break off more and do our own binge watching like this last season seem like there was a, a lot of shows that I decided to pick up and finish. So, which in those cases, it's a lot of shows per day. So yeah, that's um, it is hard with busy life to keep up with that stuff though. So I don't blame you. Just kind of keep. It's, it's always important to focus on what's important. I think again we've mentioned it before. I think the only reason that we do push ourselves to watch as much as we do is because we do have this podcast and uh, people that do want to get our opinion on this stuff. There's a lot of shows I probably would cut back on and cut those <laughs> those episodes per day off quite a bit, but I do want to watch them to see if there's something there that we do want to talk about, something that we do want to make note of um, for the sake of being kind of true about a season when we say, you know, these are the good shows to watch. Well, what about this show? Oh, well, I didn't watch that show. I don't want to be in that position. Most of the time, I want to make sure that we do give everything a good, sh- uh, good uh, test out. Mm-hmm. All right. That will do it. Um, we have quite a... F- well, no. 
we have one more question. <laughs> we have one. We have one more question. And we also have we still have that question about the the um vote the 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 the, 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 the Miami list review bombing thing, which we'll see if here soon when we start getting back into topic based ones, we'll do that. So all right. That is it for this episode. We hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast episode. We talked about the news that seemed important to us that should, at this point, be important to you because it was important to us. And you just heard us talk about how important it was. And the great questions that we got. Thank you, everybody, for submitting them. As always, um, go to talkspirit.com. There's a contact us button up there at the top. There's an email address. There's a forums there that you can post it into. You can contact us on Twitter, whatever you want to do. To get a hold of us, we do appreciate all the questions. We do appreciate everybody's support. Again, huge thanks to everybody on Patreon who support us financially to pay for the hosting for this podcast episode. It's just fantastic every year that I don't have to worry about that being something. Even though we do have our actual jobs that do pay our bills, that's one less thing that we have to worry about is that chunk of money that is absorbed in every year by, you know... Uh, domain names and stuff like that so thanks again we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and as always y'all take care Oos. 